Welcome to Delivering Extra, a podcast with Southern Roots that's dishing up inspiring conversations with industry experts on building brands, growing teams, and positioning companies toward the remarkable. I'm your host, David Ezel, and I was born and raised in Louisiana. We call this way of delivering extra, going above and beyond, Lanyap. It's an old Louisiana tradition of giving something extra that you didn't pay for and didn't expect. In this episode of the Delivering Extra podcast, I'm joined by Jasmine Reed Clark. Jasmine is a writer, career coach, and all-around change maker. So Jasmine, tell us a little bit more about your story and what an average day in the life of Jasmine Reed Clark is like. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So right now, being a writer and a career coach, uh, it all really happened by... I you know, accident, but it was such a beautiful, happy accident. I was tremendously unhappy at my last role. I I felt like I was being underutilized. I felt like my talents weren't um, being used in the right ways. And honestly, I thought it was a detriment to both myself and the company. So when I stepped away, I thought, okay, the the thing I love doing is helping people and writing. Um, And so when I stepped out on my own, I had already been freelancing for several publications, including The Financial Diet, The Every Girl. And so I continued to write. And I truly believe in the universe, manifestation, alignment, and... um, living in your truth and that things can come to you when you do such. And from there, a lot of opportunities started presenting itself. Um, So right now I usually get up around four and five. I love to get up when it's still dark outside, when my husband and the dog are still sleeping. (laughs) It's my me time. I watch a few YouTube videos, check social media messages, And then from there, I like to do um, some writing, whether it's personal writing or some writing that I'm doing for a client. Um, And then I have a very lengthy morning routine. I live for my morning routine. So I love cleaning the house, taking the dog on a walk, um, getting a workout in. And then from there, I go into my client work. So I do help people with their resumes. I'm helping people with networking and coaching people on how to really go after that next opportunity that they're looking to to catch or they're going through life and they just feel stuck and how to get unstuck and uh and then just work on other projects and i know another thing i have coming up right now is with everything that is going on related to social injustice and police brutality um a lot of people are reaching out to me just to speak on both my experience as a black woman, but specifically since a lot of my writing caters around mental health and um, succeeding as a black woman in corporate America, it um, the timing has just presented itself and new opportunities. So right now it's just a lot of uh, connecting, writing, um, and really taking care of myself as we do progress a movement that is much needed, but also making sure I'm taking care of myself and my mental health. Yeah. And you know, that, first of all, kudos on being able to get up at four or 5 (laughs) a.m. I don't know. I don't know anything of what that's like. (laughs) I'm, I'm definitely more on the other side where it's like me and the dog still. Yeah. That. Oh no, it's fine. I have like fallen asleep on zoom parties. I fall asleep (laughs) at like 8 p.m. I'm such a grandma. So 
yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. Yes. So, and I know, so you, you do a lot of kind of like the career coaching and kind of working through what's next and really kind of helping to kind of understand what some of those options may be. Um, so where did that kind of start? I mean, was it, did, did anything kind of spur that on or oh, has it been something you've been working for? Such toward? a great question. No, at my life right now, David has been a complete perfect storm of happy accidents and things I was not looking for. I really got into it because I always felt like the hot mess friend. I was always job hopping. I was freelancing for such a long time, trying to figure out who I was in corporate America, figuring out my own routine, my own rhythm, how to be successful, um, how to define my own success at that. And I caught a few lucky breaks. I worked at a really popular online dating website. I worked at some big um, e-commerce sites as well as an ad agency. And oddly, when I really leaned in to being my most authentic self at work. So that was helping other people, going the extra mile on projects I was committed to. That's when I would find success and get promotions. And then I had people coming to me asking me, okay, how did you do that? How did you make that connection with that leader? And something that's been really interesting, I think about my story is I don't really come from a place of calculation. Um, I just, I think we're all human. We all thrive on connection. And so if I feel like we can connect on something, I want to cultivate that relationship. And thankfully, I feel really great that when I, my version of networking has felt far more honest and authentic than it feels. Cause I, I hate, I even like just hate the word networking. Um, and then some of the more career coaching came about because I founded the people of color employee resource group at open door. And I was our Dallas lead for the women of open door employee resource group. And through that we would have different fireside chats on negotiation and budgeting. And apparently I am just very vocal in meetings. And, <laughs> and I think it's that thing of, I had a, very business-minded dad who just taught a lot taught me a lot of things instilled a lot in me and in my head I just thought all of this was common sense you know he works in HR and he just retired but for his whole career he was working in HR and business now he's an entrepreneur looking to open up his own wine shop so wow. yeah so in my head oh everyone grows up with all of this knowledge and through my different relationships and the different connections I had made, I realized that's not true. So people kept coming to me for questions. They kept referring their friends. Um, so it's really just been a beautiful, a, just almost like a beautiful domino effect of helping other people and then people referring their friends to me. And now what started off as just something that was happening turned into a hobby, turned into a side hustle, and now is my own little business. You know, and I, and I think you nailed it with the whole part about starting with the being the best version of your honest self, yeah, you know, yes. and, and how that whole networking thing, I mean, I think a lot of times people just approach it the wrong mm -hmm. way because it's so surface level. They're just trying to get, you know, as many business cards, yes. as many potential new clients as possible, but none of them have any depth to them. You know, exactly. there's not any real relationships of, What's your problem? How can I solve it? And if I can't, how can I find somebody who can? Exactly, so, exactly. And yeah, and I and I love that you've been able to to see that and bring that out. And 
like you said, I mean, I think the, the authenticity factor and really being that genuine version of yourself, I mean, that just, that just adds so much more to it. Absolutely. And I think when people approach it from that way, because the thing that is the most frustrating about networking is how awkward and forced and fake it feels. And so when you just decide, okay, I'm going to not come from any of those places, Mm -hmm. it's less awkward for you as the person. So I think it ends up just being a win-win all the way around. You know, it's, I saw, um, this was on LinkedIn. I mean, it was probably six or nine months ago. Somebody posted something about try going to a networking event and having no agenda. Act like you don't sell a product, you don't sell a service, you have no agenda. Your only mission is to make meaningful relationships with the people there. I love that. And it was just just that shift in perspective of you no longer are you talking about yourself because you don't have anything to offer. You don't have a product you're trying to sell or anything. You are literally there to serve them. And I just thought that was such a great overview of you know, how we should all start to be. And especially now, Yes. you know, it, it, there just needs to be so much more listening and not so much of, I sell vacuum cleaners. Let me tell you every single thing about my vacuum cleaner. I don't care where you live, you know, or if you have 12. Right. Exactly. Home, yes, <laughs> exactly. Right. And I love that yeah. quote. That is definitely, I hadn't heard that before, but that is the approach I hope we all take um, moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about everything that you did at, at Open Door and kind of maybe how that has molded anything that kind of where you are now. Absolutely. So I started off as an office manager. I was, again, I was right before that, I was at an ad agency. They had had a major client left. So they had a round of layoffs. I was a part of that. And I thought, you know, what did, what do I like doing? And I, uh, again, through an honest connection. One of our, I'm married. So my husband's friend helped me with that connection. He introduced me to a stepsister. They were looking for an office manager. It was not supposed to be, um, the role that I I turned it into. They really just needed somebody to help with the office events and the, the culture and just making sure everyone was taken care of. And I'm a naturally very nurturing person. So it was a perfect fit. Um, but I'm also somebody who, when I see something broken, I want to fix it. And, um, and that has its pros and cons. Um, I've made a lot of great relationships at work because of that, but I have certainly rubbed people the wrong way. And they are like, can you please just sit down and do what we've asked you to do? Um, but thankfully at Open Door, they saw the opportunity to have somebody who was so hungry to fix things. Um, so from there, I ended up creating uh, some different cultural programs. I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I founded the People of Color Employee Resource Group. I was one of the founding members of the Women of Open Door Employee Resource Group. Um, and then just deciding how we put events together, how we approach our core values. Um, and then within a year, I was managing my own team of office coordinators and office managers. And that was something that happened out of they ended up making this role for me um, because I would just, I would take all the girls and coach them. And I had no idea that's what people management was. I just thought, huh, there's a group of people here who are lost, who are not getting resources because everyone is so busy. Um, I'm going to step up and create resources and guides and templates and meet with them and set up meetings. And 
my manager found out I was doing that. I thought he was going to be so upset. And he was like, no, this is great. That is awesome. people management. Yeah. And, and again, thankfully at Open Door, I had leaders who wanted to reward and recognize great work. Um, so they, you know, I got a raise, I got a promotion. And then fast forward to, I was doing all of these side projects running different programs. So my last year at Open Door, I was promoted again as a program manager because these little pet projects I was doing on the side <laughs> that were getting all this notoriety and were being done in headquarters and all of the offices. Um, it just became almost like my career now, David. <laughs> like all of these little side <laughs> hustles became my main Love job. It. So I was just able to shift. And um, yeah, so I think the biggest theme there was continuing to follow my strengths, what I'm good at, and the things I was wanting to do for free. And it, it no pun intended, paid dividends because through there I was able to be promoted. And not only that, because um, that stuff is great, but I was really just able to change the way a lot of people thought about workplace culture. And it actually doesn't have to be this, this place that you dread. You can learn a lot and grow as a human and a person. And um, yeah, it, we don't have to always separate so many things. We can actually just bring our full self to work. So yeah, so that's a little bit about um, my time at Open Door. Did you start to kind of sense a shift when you first started oh, there yeah. and then you started to, you know, work a lot more on, you know, the managing with the people and working on team culture and, on, you know, even on an individual basis and listening to where they were trying to go and any problems that they may have along yes. the way and just kind of nurturing that coaching relationship? Oh, yes. Um, great question. That shift, because the role I was in by the time I left, I didn't like anymore. And I took some time to reflect and I was... I was asking myself on the weekend, why am I not happy anymore? And I realized it was because I was no longer coaching people. I was no longer in brainstorming sessions. Um, and I've written about this um, for a few different publications, but I also learned sometimes you can climb the ladder and rub elbows with the C-suite and it's just not what is as important to you. And I really missed being more involved and on the ground and not in meetings all day and talking about budgets for next year. So I actually felt a negative shift when I was being taken out of, out of a role that allowed me to coach other young women and to help the people in the office and to be connected with everyone on a much more everyday level. Um, and then that's when COVID happened. And, you know, so long story short, I felt yeah. a shift when I was first promoted and I was doing more coaching and then I actually felt a negative shift. And then that is when I went to a different employer. Um, and then that was a big, that was a big energy shift of, Oh, I am definitely not doing what I meant to do. And so I quit yeah. and now I'm here. And I was just telling my husband on a walk this morning, it's the happiest I've really have ever been because now I'm back doing what I love to do, which is, help other people dig deep within themselves to figure out what that what they want to do with their life and um writing and hopefully i can go back to doing events here soon once i think we figure out how we can do that safely um right. but that'll be like the last piece because i do miss helping plan and host events 
So whenever you talk about um, a lot of that kind of career coaching and digging deep and pulling out what it is that you want to do, is there a specific age range that you just feel like you can sink your teeth into the most or that gets you the most fired up? Oh gosh, you know what? I am smiling so big right now because <laughs> if you would ask me this question two weeks ago, I would have said, oh, um, recent grad to 30 would be my sweet spot. But I've recently had some of my actually just older relatives who are, you know, it's five years before they retire, but they either got laid off due to COVID or just, are they, they feel like they're in a rut. They're an empty nester now. So I'm also only now seeing how much we still have to foster um, those who are older than us. So lately um, I've been having a much more diverse range of clients. Um, but yeah, typically I would say the millennial demographic, but now I am branching out and seeing that being a lifelong learner has no age restrictions. So right. um, even my father-in-law is coming to me for advice and he's 65. So <laughs> it's, so yeah, so lately I have, um, my demographic has, has expanded. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> lately, my demographic has expanded a lot. My, my father-in-law, that's, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. And I love, I love the continual learner. You know I mean? I feel like, especially in our day and age now, that's again, kind of goes back to our conversation earlier. It's consistently being open to new learning, new thought processes, new, yes. not, not, not just communicating what you think all the time, but actually taking a minute to sit back, try to understand as much as possible, Yes, you know, and, and just, and just starting to be receptive. You know I mean? My wife and I have a four month old at home and it's just crazy how much he is a sponge. Yeah, yeah. Every single motion, every single facial expression, he is soaking it up. And it's, it's just one of those things where he's not yet old enough to talk. All he's doing is taking it in. It's a one way street. Exactly. You know, and I feel like as we get older, yes. it's just a, that one way street changes and it's just everything is coming out of us. There's nothing coming in. And I just hope that, you know, with people like you and all the amazing things that you're doing, that's where we can start to get to is more of a place of listening first, mm -hmm. having open communication so that we can really all get better and be like your father-in-law where it's in your sixties, but I want to continue to learn, you know I mean? And that's what we should all strive Absolutely. for. Absolutely. And in fact, when you bring up your, um, your newborn, your precious baby, they, <laughs> they have such curiosity. And that is one thing my husband, he's like, that's my favorite thing about you. You, and Hey, again, they are just like a baby. I run into walls and he's like, how did you not see that coming? I'm like, I didn't know, but I love that. <laughs> they put that up right. there last night. I promise. I was not I there earlier. <laughs> exactly. But it's having that curiosity and that wonder and just, um, just believing that the world can change. And thankfully, you know, some of us came to that realization at different times, but I know a lot of people are taking their first baby steps to change and shift their mindset. So thankfully, if you didn't believe it before, I hope you believe it now. You, it is really never too late to change. There are people who probably have never had to confront ideas, thoughts, and conversations that they are doing only in the last week. So yes, lifelong learning as people all the time. Absolutely. I mean, Tyler, my wife, we were just talking last night or the night before, 
and that's that's what I wish we could would kind of start to be a result of all yes. of this is yes. something to where it wasn't you know backed by anything. It was just a sit down, and it was just listening to you know all kinds of different points of views, all kinds of different backgrounds, all mm-hmm. kinds of different thought processes. But it's just a forum to listen, just a forum to say, "Oh, okay, now I get it." Yep. Oh, okay, you know, now I get it. I haven't had to deal with that, but okay, now I get it. Exactly. You know, and just to just to have a place where it's not who can scream the loudest, you know, who can make the most noise, but it's just a place of let's ha- let's just have a rational conversation and let's all try to get better. Exactly. A thousand percent. Love it. So tell me some more about your career coaching. So what does that look like kind of as you continue to go forward? Because I know you are an avid writer. You've yeah. done that for years and years. So kind of how, where did, where do you kind of see that going? I mean, what does that start to kind of mold into? No, it's a fabulous question. So, um, and again, just ha- with it happening by accident, uh, the, the resume side hustle be- came because a lot of people were laid off and I, they were coming to me asking me to create their resume. Um, so the thing that I'm actually working on right now is a funny I'm going to take this as a sign. We were talking about networking. I'm creating a networking program. So for people who are like, I don't know how to network. That's so awkward. Just the idea of it gives me anxiety. I can create something, a program that you can watch at any point. But then I also am going to be coaching you through something. Um, And that was really sparked. I had already had the idea in my head, um, but I got an extra nudge to really drive drive home with it. And when I had somebody who is in her late fifties coming to me saying, I don't know how to network. I don't know how to ask for what I need from my friend who I know has a connection at this job that I want to do. So right now, those are the things I'm working on and creating more of a community. That is the thing I like right now. I'm, um, I'm with BYOB Revolt and the thing that I'm so drawn to with them as well as companies like The Wing and The Riveter uh, Mm -hmm. is the fact that they also want to create a community so that it's not just like you said hey everyone here's my vacuum cleaner it's (laughs) hey you need um, someone to do your taxes great I know somebody and that it it takes a village it takes a village for all of us to get better so um, to answer your question more succinctly I am currently creating new programming but the one that I'm focused on right now is networking so that people know how to build an honest community and reach out when they need something, but more importantly, just grow as people and professionals. And I think that that's a a great way to kind of go through that because Mm -hmm. you're right. There are, I mean, myself as well. So my wife, Tyler, she's, she's one of those types of people that can be on all the time. I mean, from eight to five, doesn't matter the networking event, the, you know, going out to dinner with friends, she is on top of her game all the time. Oh yeah. Like, 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 like it's the very first meeting of the day and it's 4.30 in the afternoon and she is on. I'm in the corner sleeping yes. and she, I mean, she's on it, you know? And so, so the, I mean, there's, people handle those types of situations in a myriad of different ways. But, but yeah, networking is so much, you know, more about building those real relationships. Absolutely. And you can, 
and you can start to see the ones that that aren't that are kind of more of the you know just trying to stack up business cards so that they can hit a quota and that's great that that has its its place as well of course but but for the other i mean it's it's really kind of just making sure that it's intentional i mean to me everything is about being intentional even if it's small baby steps of i want to talk to two people in there that i don't know and just make a real relationship where boom there's something else that happens after this. I don't want to meet 20 people in there, just two. Yes. Just two. Yes. And I want to walk out and say, I met Mary and I met Tyler and that's all. That's it. Exactly. And I want to know their story and I want to know why are you, yes, you, uh, chef's kiss, you put it perfectly <laughs> how I would. Yeah. You know, and because that's the whole thing, you know, it's the degrees of separation. If you yeah. can build out that relationship, you never know who Mary may go back to and say, man, I just met Jasmine yeah. at this networking event and it was fantastic. She does such and such. Exactly. And now you're in that network. Exactly. As opposed to the high level stuff, which usually happens. So I love so much that you're focused on that. And I think that's a great idea. Thank you. Well, thank you for letting me share. Yeah, of course. You know, and the idea of having programming for it, you know, whether it's a workshop, um, an ebook, a, like a, a video course, to me, that also kind of takes some of the pressure off because <gasps> I can. I don't have to feel like, you know, I'm not as, I'm not near as good at networking as Jasmine is. So I don't even want to go to a class where she is because I'm going to look terrible like I'm a newbie. Right, exactly. They, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I think that's a, a great way just to continue in that phase. Perfect. I would say right now, the biggest things that are on my mind are, um, or at least the things that are presenting themselves to me is really just continuing to have that conversation about how we can empower all people at work. Um, I, I really do love that brands are being challenged. Um, but I also love that brands are willing to listen right now. Um, you know, going back to the baby steps. Yes, we have to acknowledge that it shouldn't have taken a pandemic and everything closing down for us to get here, but we are here. So what are we going to do at this time? And I know for me, um, I'm really looking to occupy space that otherwise was not offered to me. Um, so that's really what I've been doing. And I'm excited to, just the other day, I did an Instagram takeover for the financial diet. And I had so many girls reach out to me just saying, thank you. I, I just, I didn't realize these are the ways that we are blocking people at work or blocking people within our communities and just opening up that conversation. Um, candidly, I think the world is in a place where we need to heal. Um, we've been needing to heal. And so I'm hoping more of my writing and my stories can help either ignite questions so that people can think about self-reflection um, or educate folks so that they understand how to do better so that we can all become better. I'm working on a piece right now for the financial diet on microaggressions, which is something that I think a lot of people, um, business entrepreneurs and employees alike, don't know enough about. Um, and once we understand how we can uplift every single person that we are connecting with and working with, that really is when we're all going to win and we are all going to be successful. And ugh, gosh, if I could do anything, David, it's cutting down this narrative that it is like dog eat dog backstabbing. That is, that's really part of why I got out of corporate America. So if I can help yeah. to use my, my writing talents, um, and my relationships to inspire the 
a shift in perspective, then I feel like all of this has been, um, then I've been, I'm living out my purpose. So right now that does look like a lot of writing, um, but also just a lot of talking and just being open to new conversations um, and really just taking it one step at a time. I feel like, you know, by the time this episode comes out, something new, totally new could happen. So um, that's really what things look like. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking to see like, I love what Ben and Jerry's is doing and just yeah. also seeing the ways I can challenge myself. Um, and I'm, I'm really trying to read more. I'm not sure um, if you have any resolutions or education uh, goals coming out of everything that we're going through this week. But for me, it's definitely just taking more time to read and having that conversation of intersectionality. So um, what is it like for, you know, gay employees, what is it like for trans employees, what or trans people, gay people, and just making sure that no conversation or no literature that I'm, I'm taking in is siloed. Um, so yeah, so that I know that's more of like some personal stuff and professional stuff. Um, and then outside of that, just continuing to grow the business. Thankfully, a lot of opportunities are presenting themselves. Um, but just making sure I am living out my purpose as each thing comes to me. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, something you touched on a little uh, 20 minutes ago or so is, you know, that's, that's something that I definitely want to continue to take out of everything is just being willing to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yes. You know I mean? I I think you kind of learn that a little bit as an entrepreneur, you know, because now there's no framework. You have to kind of build everything as you go. There's no guide to tell you what to do you have to figure it out as you go and you've got to get, you've got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable part. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's so much of what it is. I mean, even if it's something that maybe if, if, you know, if somebody asks a question and your immediate response is X, Y, Z, you know, maybe it's just sitting and listening and just trying to understand the viewpoint that may not align with X, Y, and Z. It's just the product of listening. Absolutely. And going back to being comfortable with being uncomfortable, I've been going to therapy off and on for 10 years. And I think like two years ago, my therapist and I were talking and it's as obvious as it is, that is where the growth comes from. So um, just, we have so many fears Um, but the minute I think even as an entrepreneur, um, you know, the last job I was in, I knew I wasn't happy. Um, you know, thankfully that's how I met your wife, Tyler. And that, you know, so it's like these things all happen for a reason, of course. But I just remember crying every day thinking I'm, I'm just, should I leave? It's like, I've never, um, it's been such a long time since I I was freelancing. I love having health benefits and I just thought, you know what, I've got to grow. And so if I'm uncomfortable and I fall flat on my face, I, one thing open door actually did teach me is failing forward. Um, and to be very clear, that's the company I was unhappy with was not open door. Um, I had like a quick stint somewhere else, but, um, open door taught me so much. I I have amazing things to say about them, but failing forward was one of those things. And to be comfortable with the unknown, especially if you are looking to trailblaze, and revolutionize an industry, an idea, introduce a new idea. You are going to have people who are going to look at you crazy and you are going to have people who do not believe in what you're selling. Um, so be comfortable with yourself and be willing to grow. And I just think that is 
a tool we can just take through life outside the office as well. Certainly. And, you know, I mean, it's funny, I keep going back to our four month old, but mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy just to kind of see the world through not only our lens as new parents, but also his. Yeah. And the things that were just super scary and how are you going to get through this? When you have a baby, I mean, everything is just 100% right now immersion. Yes. You better figure it yes. out. There's no, yes. there's no, oh let God. me kind of tiptoe <laughs> into it. I mean, that baby's here. You better figure it out. So it's just one of those oversized immersion type things. But I mean, like you said, I mean, it doesn't matter if you fail, fail forward and do a postmortem on it. Figure out yes. what happened, why, yep. what can you learn from mm-hmm. it? How can you move forward? A thousand you know, my, percent. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is a ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are built for. They look great yes. sitting there at the end of a dock, <laughs> but that's not what they're made for. And I think so many times, you know, it's just so safe in our little nest of what we know, nest of the people we know, nest of the kind of the the gears of life, but we don't grow any, you know, your, the, your father-in-law who's in his sixties doesn't grow any if you just continue to stay there. But once you're willing to, um, you know, learn from other cultures, you know, just listen to other people. I mean, learn new things, learn new languages. Yeah. All of a sudden a whole new world opens up. And yes. you don't get everything right. I mean, you know, you, it, it's so funny. Like with, with our son, you know, any little new thing he does, even if it's making a new sound, we're like, yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then once you become an adult, all of that changes. It's like, we don't, we don't do that anymore. We're afraid so much of failure. You know, you try to learn a new language and you say something wrong. And it's like, oh, that's too hard. I'm going to quit. Yes. You know, yes. And that's all it is. Yes. So it's, so I love what you're, what you say there. It's just so so much of getting yourself and just continuing to just kind of push forward. And going back to what you said, um, and I think we can all relate to this. I was, um, I was just having a conversation with friends last night because you'll look back on who you were five years ago and oh. maybe you, okay. <laughs> One thing for me is I have ADD and so I am organized for survival purposes. Like the fact that I get up at 4am and clean the house is shocking to the person I was five years ago. But I slowly started to introduce new habits into my life. I started reading about things. I really saw a shift in energy. And so I and I've actually been saying this to a lot of people, especially this week. It's always going to be your first day to learn something. None of us are born with all of the answers. We are going to be corrected. It's uncomfortable. But you know what? Like five years from now, you're going to know so much more. And it started because you, you broached conversations. You listened what you've been talking about the past hour, just listening to people. Um, and then from there, you've grown. And you're going to be really proud of the person you are in a few years because you endured those moments of uncomfortability and um, only good I think can come from, from growth. So right. Yeah. So right. Well, this has been great. Yay. So I want to make sure that people can keep up with you, follow everything that you're doing, all of your writing. So, I mean, how can people connect with you? Yes. So I am uh, on Instagram. So at Jasmine Reed Clark, J A Z M I N E R E E D. C-L-A-R-K. Sorry, I have such a long name now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then I am super open on LinkedIn. So feel free to follow me on LinkedIn. And those are the things I'm I'm, I'm most common on. And if you want to shoot me an email, jasmineredclark at gmail.com. I'm a super open
open book. So always happy to to chat with anyone who is willing to hear me talk. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time, and I hope you have a great rest you of your You too. Weekend. Thank you so much, David. Thank you for listening to this episode of Delivering Extra. I work with entrepreneurs and growing companies on what separates the average company from the remarkable. To learn more about working with me, head to realdavidezale.com to schedule a free consult. 